It's time. Time for what, you might ask? It's time to optimize your health and upgrade your life. Cutting-edge research, biohacks, ancestral wisdom, wellness, intuition, and more. This is The Synthesis of Wellness. Your host and biohacker Chloe Porter has a background in engineering, innovation, and research. Her analytical background coupled with her journey in overcoming a brain tumor and defeating several chronic illnesses enables her to approach health and wellness in an innovative way. And now more than ever, she is ready to share her biohacking secrets and expose cutting edge research. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the Synthesis of Wellness podcast. Welcome to the 12th episode of the Synthesis of Wellness podcast. Today, we've got Brittany Ford, and you might know her as Biohacking Brittany. Welcome to the show, Brittany. We're so glad to have you. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here today. Yeah, well, we're really excited to get into all things biohacking with you today. So, Just kind of want to start the episode out with a little introduction. Can you introduce yourself to the audience and a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a self-proclaimed biohacker, like most biohackers, I guess. Um, And I am a registered holistic nutritionist and really fell down the rabbit hole of wellness and health quite a long time ago. Um, I was a teenager at the time and was just going through my own personal struggles and didn't really have a lot of places to turn. And through my own self-education and, you know, working with different types of practitioners, I was able to reduce a lot of the symptoms I was dealing with, which we can get into and heal a lot of the problems that were going on. And through my own healing journey was really how I came to like form this passion for natural health and wellness and nutrition. And it's just kind of changed and it's continuing to change right now over the years. Um, but that's kind of really my driving fuel for every day when I show up. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So did you, did you always have an interest in health and wellness or when did that start? Yeah. So I had some really weird symptoms when I was a teenager. I, and this is like pre- almost like pre-wellness going wild. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So I, I had a lot of gut health issues and I, at the time I didn't know it was gut health. I didn't know about probiotics or leaky gut or any of that type of thing. I just had a bunch of symptoms that weren't really making sense. And I went to go see my doctor and she was like, you're fine. She did blood work, you know, everything appeared normal, but I didn't feel good. My hair was falling out and was thinning and I was 16. And I was like, this is not what happens when you're 16 at all. Um, And so I went to a naturopath at the time and it was great. Like she really, really opened my eyes to healing in a different way and looking at the root cause of things. And through working with her, I was able to understand some like deep issues I had going on and then eventually heal them which then reduced the symptoms and signs that I was dealing with. That's awesome. Yeah, I I can relate a lot on that level. And and especially with, you know, the the ignoring of symptoms whenever, you know, blood work doesn't show anything. It's like, well, you know, blood work doesn't show, so you must not have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah, it's really quick to just dismiss people and patients like that, which is very unfortunate because it almost takes away the power of the patient. And if you're feeling a certain way or you have this symptom, like 
the person who's helping you has an obligation to listen to you. And a lot of the time people don't feel like that in our current healthcare model. Um, and it's unfortunate. And that's why so many people turn to wellness and healing in all of these different ways and using different modalities is because like, they don't feel like they have a healthcare system that's there for them or a doctor that listens. And so we have to kind of take it upon ourselves to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And even aside from that, like we're not here to just live and function just Mm -hmm. to function. We're here to live optimally. You know, we're here to optimize our blood levels because even if we're in range, we might not be in the optimal range. So yeah, for sure. So what kind of pushed you into the biohacking space from just, you know, health and wellness in your own journey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found biohacking, I don't know, maybe like five years ago at this point. Um, It was very new at the time. And it almost just feels like a rebrand of like health guru or like optimizing health type of idea. Um, And so I just really liked the approach and the outlook of like, let's, like you said, like, let's not just be normal. Let's try and optimize all aspects of our health and let's do it through a very holistic manner. So the world of biohacking, there's so many different ways to heal within it, which I just really like because I don't think you can really just focus on one pillar and then be super healthy. And even though I'm a nutritionist and I think nutrition is so important, I don't think you can ignore proper sleep or stress management or hormone health and be okay and just focus on nutrition. So the holistic view of biohacking, I think is so important and was like one of the biggest reasons why I was like, this makes sense. I'm going to go into this more. Yeah, definitely. And I like what you said about the other pillars and because, you know, it's a foundation and we love all this fancy tech and, and red light therapy and, you know, you can get into it, but if you don't have, you know, if you're not sleeping, Eight hours. I I need more than eight hours, me personally. But you know, if you're not sleeping a good amount and you're going to bed at you know a reasonable time and getting up and doing all the other foundational things, diet, then you know, red light and some of the fancy stuff, there's not really a place for it yet. I think those things are amazing and biohacking in and of itself. I'm a biohacker. I love all that, but just what you said, it's everything. You have to lay the foundation first and then focus on optimization. Yeah, exactly. So how did you, I'm curious, how did you get into biohacking as well? Yeah. So, um, similar story with a health journey, of course. Um, you know, I, I was having symptoms, um, a few years ago and, no doctor could could really help me. I mean, I was passing out all the time. Wow. Um, my blood pressure is like 80 over 50 on good days. Wow. Um, and, you know, I was having all these weird symptoms aside from just, you know, dizziness and blood pressure issues, fainting. And, and you know, my, my glucose was fine. You know, I was eating or all of that was fine. My gut was horrible. Um, it, it was it was a storm of weird symptoms that no doctor could could help me with. And uh, we finally we got a brain MRI, and I, I did happen to have a little brain tumor on my pituitary gland. So we had that removed, but my symptoms were still there. And um, you know my theory because you know you can't. It's hard to prove things in the human body sometimes. Um, Even doctors are wrong a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, my theory is that was kind of a coincidence, the brain tumor. You know, it needed to come out. Um, It could have caused me to go blind in a few years because of where it was located. But, but yeah, I, I think that was more of a coincidence because I actually got Lyme disease, um, before the brain tumor. And I did not, I did not know that. Um, I wasn't really aware of Lyme disease and just thought I had some rashes and, um, and some weird symptoms 
that just wouldn't go away. Um, but, you know, years later, turns into chronic Lyme. And, mm-hmm. you know, learning more and more about that, um, I, I've been able to reverse so much and um, biohacking, testing, um, peptides, all these things combined. I mean, it, it's, it's changed my life. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's my little uh, long drawn out story, but I uh, love biohacking for sure. That's awesome. I, wow. That's like such a substantial story and like thing to happen to you to have a brain tumor and then figure out Lyme disease. Like those are, those are big hitters. Those are big things for you to figure out and overcome. And that's awesome that you've really done the research to figure out what works for you. Um, it's almost like you have to, you know, like yeah. you, you kind of have to, cause otherwise how would you feel today and tomorrow? Um, and now you get to educate other people on it, which is so important. So that's great. Thank you. No, I love it. And, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's go ahead and, and get into like, you, you were mentioning some testing and, um, you did some gut testing and do you have any, kind of gold standard tests that you regularly do on yourself to keep yourself in check or maybe because of your history, you will do some tests um, regularly? Yeah. So at the time I did something called a live blood cell analysis, which has to be done by a specific practitioner. Um, It's actually very cool. And I haven't done it in a while, but it's still very interesting. So basically they like prick your finger and take your blood and they put it underneath a microscope right in front of you. And your blood is technically like alive or whatever you want to call it for, I think it's like 20, 25 minutes. And so you see on the screen, all of your cells moving, you see your red blood cells or white blood cells and all of these different things in there. And through that test, I figured out that I had leaky gut at the time because there were tiny little proteins that were slipping through the gut lining and being like found in my blood. We also found I had candida overgrowth and I had parasites. And so it was so cool to, it was cool, but weird to be able to see it on screen. And then we could kind of figure out a protocol and how to cleanse and heal and heal the gut and do all these things at the time. However, now there's such a faster way to do it. And that is through Viome. So I'm sure you've heard of Viome. Um, If you are testing your gut, I wish that this existed, you know, when I needed this, however many years ago, um, because it's an at-home test. It's a stool test and they test for leaky gut. So there's like a spectrum right on there that says like your percentage of you having leaky gut and where you're at. So if you're having some of these symptoms that a lot of people have that are associated with leaky gut, it will show you that. Um, And it also shows you uh, viruses, parasites, like weird things in your stool. And so it's, it's very, very informative. I would, I will say like would be (laughs) the results that Viome gives you is a lot. It's, I don't know if you've done it, but it's like, yeah, it's like a hundred page PDF that they send you and they're like, here you go. Like, good luck. And I've definitely worked with clients before going through their results and being like, okay, let's just take three things out of here and work on it. And we'll swing back to the rest in the future because for the average person reading that PDF, it is so overwhelming. So you really have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, for the listeners, before I get into Viome, I do have, um, like a, a discount, you can just go on my, my Instagram. I've got a link tree to it. So yeah, go check that out. Cause Viome, I did the test, um, last fall and I think there are different levels. Like you can do like a, a basic and, and different things like that. But I will say it's super user-friendly, um, at like its basic level because, um, you, you just, you can also download an app and it, lists out a bunch of foods that, um, are, you know, avoid these foods for like 30 days or avoid these and then do these or here are recommended supplements. And it's all based on your gut. And 
I do agree. You do have to take some of it with a grain of salt because, you know, it, it's a gut test. It's not analyzing you through and through. So mm-hmm. I'm with any test and um, yeah. that's why we, we look at the whole body, but I do like Viome. Um, have you heard of, I think it's Geneva effects. No, I haven't. That's, I love that one. Um, I did that one a little bit after Viome and it gave uh, a lot of the bacterial species and it, it was really thorough. I, I love looking into, looking into some of the data. Yeah. yeah. I think like that's a part of the, the biohacking movement that I really like is it's so data informed. And yeah. I think that's a big difference between wellness and biohacking wellness tends to be almost like so vague at this point of like anything can kind of be wellness. Whereas like biohacking has this point of it of like, get tested, get your data and then make very informed decisions. And so not just like your gut getting tested, right? Like we could talk about like getting your blood tested through inside tracker, getting your hormones tested, doing like neurofeedback or having an aura ring, like whatever the data is, but then it's like, okay, let's make personalized decisions based on my data, not what, you know, most females my age should be doing, which like, we kind of just need to become more specific. So that's awesome. I'm definitely going to check out that other brand that you mentioned, because I think I need another gut health test soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. And let's go ahead and get into some of those trackers because I do like that these days a lot more is available. Like we don't just have to like go and get a blood test and that's just a snapshot. Even a gut test is really kind of a snapshot. Um, I mean, they're helpful, of course, but um, some of these trackers we can use like day in, day out and kind of, you know, like they say, track progress. Um, So let's go ahead and get into those. So you yeah. mentioned uh, Inside Tracker, the Aura Ring. Yeah, you started off. Yeah. So Inside Tracker is a at-home blood test. So it is still a snapshot of kind of what we're talking about. However, they test more biomarkers than your typical doctor will do for you, especially in the States and Canada. So I always recommend it to people. It's an at-home test. I think they do 45 biomarkers now. Um, and it's it can be hard to go to a doctor and convince them to test your magnesium level or your thyroid if you don't necessarily present with clinical symptoms of it being low or high, that type of thing. So I think there is definitely a time and place for these at-home tests. Um, And I've used Inside Tracker a bunch and I really, really like it. I usually do it every four months or so. Um, Have you used Inside Tracker at all? That's one actually I have not used. I want to though. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely worth it. Um, and then the other one, I mean, it's not a test, but I really, really like the aura ring. Um, do you have an aura ring? I do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I got mine in 2019. I, my first one, I actually won it from a, which I never win, but I want it from an Instagram giveaway. Oh, nice. It was like giveaways and you like enter and you're like, I'm never going to win. I think it was Dave Asprey. And anyway, so he sends me this aura ring at the time um, and it completely changed how I looked at my sleep completely. Like I had, I thought at the time I thought my sleep is pretty good. No, it wasn't. (laughs) It was a wake up call that I needed. So it was good. Yeah. No, that's so cool. And yeah, for the audience listening, the Aura Ring, it's got like a readiness score. Um, like it, it tracks your HRV primarily when you're sleeping, which is your heart rate variability. And it can show you like your deep sleep, your REM sleep, so much data. And every morning it just syncs, loads your data. You can see what what happened, you know. and And you can see like, okay, I did this, I ate maybe too close to bed and that affected my sleep or I exercised too close to bed, that affected my sleep. 
and a bunch of different things. You can do, I think, meditations with it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So does your deep sleep, your REM sleep, uh, your latency or latency, which is how quickly you fall asleep, um, it shows you when you wake up throughout the night, um, heart rate, resting heart rate, uh, HRV, like you said, body temperature, um, and it does just a bunch of things. And the cool thing is, is like, once you kind of get data from, you know, three months or so, then you can start tweaking things in your environment and like your food, like you're talking about and see how it impacts your data and you, it's a wearable, right? So you have a day in and day out and it's pretty obvious if, you know, you do something that upsets it or upsets it or throws out the data versus like doing something that really supports it. Um, so in 2019, when I got it, I really started changing how I was sleeping. And I really, I took the whole year to figure out when I should be going to bed and all of the different things that I needed to do. And it was a lot, like I did a complete overhaul, but now my scores are really good. Like I get a really good amount of REM sleep every single night and deep sleep. My heart health is much healthier at this point. Um, And it also has, which we can talk about, it's like probably the reason why I started moving away from alcohol when I did was because I saw the dramatic impact alcohol had on my health. Yeah. And before you have an aura ring, like, or some sort of data tracker like this, like, you kind of drink and you, and you obviously can feel your heart rate is higher and you're flushed and your body temperature is higher. But when you see the data of how you slept the night before, after you've had alcohol, it's like, it's astonishing. And it's like, what's even the point, you know? So it, it really did help like slowly move me away from drinking, which was good at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Do you use any HRV trackers like during the day. Cause I know the aura ring, you know, tracks mostly at night for HRV. I, I think you can track, like if you do the 10 minute meditations or whatever, it can, it can give you the little snapshot, but do you use any? Um, yeah. I don't right now. I've been talking to a couple of different brands that have different wearables for it. Yeah. Um, it would be something that I would be interested in because I think it would be interesting to see when I feel stressed and like, obviously, you know, when you feel stressed, but when you're working and stuff, you might not really be in tune with your body. So it would be interesting to look back on the day and be like, okay, right before this client or this presentation, my HRV plummeted. So obviously I was very nervous and I was stressed and all these things. Um, So it would be very helpful to have that data, but I haven't necessarily seen a wearable on the market right now that is like the number one for that. It, it's probably going to happen, but I just don't think it's there yet. Have you, do you track it at all during the day? No, I I have done the aura ring like meditations just to get that uh, yeah. snapshot, but I'm really interested in like food sensitivity HRV. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain ways you can use HRV to see like, oh, that food didn't really yeah. didn't really help me too much. Um, but speaking of food and tracking, I think one of the best trackers, in my opinion, is um, a CGM. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you can get so much data from that. Even, even, you know, if you can't get your hands on a CGM, just testing your glucose and ketones. That can yeah. do you, do you do any of that tracking? Yeah, so I have had oh I'm forgetting what it's called. It's been a couple of years. I had the one um what was it called? Keto something, where you like prick your finger and you take the blood and you put it on this little strip on this yeah. little device and it gives you like your glucose and your ketones, um, which was cool, but not really sustainable for the average user, I would say, but a CGM is definitely on my list for the next year. Right now, you know, I think the leading company in the space is Levels and they are primarily in the States and I'm in Canada. So 
they it's actually pretty hard to get levels in Canada right now. So it's not super accessible for everybody. But I think that that type of data would be very, very interesting and probably also change my habits as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, with the the CGM, like, I think a lot of people only think in terms of like, oh, that was a carby food. So it's going to spike my glucose. It's going to cause me to like get out of ketosis. But I think bringing to light that your blood sugar might also spike if that's an inflammatory food for you, like if you're sensitive to it. So you can use like, there's so many different methods. Um, Food sensitivity is, is kind of like a passion of mine because of some of my history. But, you know, you can use a gut test and that's going to be six weeks to get your results sometimes Um, or or a little bit shorter or more. But all in all, it's going to take a while. You can do IgG testing. You know, accuracy on that is give or take. Um, But some of these methods like being able to track your glucose at home and get kind of a, a roundabout like answer oh gosh that spiked me like 50 points or whatever that might you know if it's not you know high carb that might be an inflammatory food for you yeah you might want to look at your gut a little bit deeper look at do you have igg antibodies things like that so yeah yeah i i like uh, the idea of a cgm not only for tracking something like ketosis, but also tracking other aspects as well, for sure. Yeah. Do you have one right now? Um, I did, but not right now. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I've heard um, quite a bit of like criticism towards CGMs from totally. a standpoint of, um, I guess, people who medically need it, like diabetic people. Yeah, I guess they aren't, not everybody, but I guess some people aren't super happy that it's becoming like a commercialized product and they're kind of taking it from medical device to this is a device that can be in any household and help you. And so it's interesting hearing those dialogues because my viewpoint is like the more data, the better and the healthier that we can become. And it, it has nothing to do with people who are diabetic, it's more just like, we also want to be healthy and, you know, use this technology, but I understand how they like could get offended by it. It's just interesting to hear that dialogue and the criticism come up. And I'm curious to see how popular CGMs are going to come in the next few years. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I would even add to that the percentage of people that are pre-diabetic is astounding. Like people don't know that they're pre-diabetic. And so, you know, maybe they actually do need the device on, on a clinical level, not just an optimizational thing. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I also think that it would be very enlightening or yeah, enlightening to see just like how food really impacts us and like the quality of the food as well. So like if you eat a steak that's grass fed versus grain fed, does that impact how much your glucose spikes? Because the quality of the meat is actually different. Like those are the very specific things that I'd be interested in testing to see how much of a difference does it make to be eating like organic or eating grass fed, like we said, and obviously we know it's more nutrient dense and, you know, the data proves that now, but on a blood sugar level, on a, on a hormonal level would be, would be very cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any favorite biohacks? Let's just, let's just get into some of the, you know, like infrared sauna, cold plunge, that kind of stuff. Do you have any favorites? Yeah. So I definitely love a good sauna or steam room. I think this has been, and I was just talking about this the other day. I I think it's been one of my favorite biohacks for a few years at this point. Um, And there's a couple of reasons. I think 
I love the way that it makes me feel. I love the release of endorphins, um, like very similar to exercising and, and sweating like that. Like I, I just feel happier and so much better after an hour sauna. Uh, you know, maybe this cold shower is in there, like, or maybe it's half an hour. You know, it. I think the research shows that like once you hit the 18 minute mark is really where you start to get the benefits. So like anything above that. Um, and it just makes me feel so good. But then I also realized that part of the reason I love it so much is because it's kind of an escape from the world. So yeah. you can't take your phone in with you. You're not working. No one can bother you. And so, and there's no technology in there. Right. I mean, I guess like with an infrared sauna, there can be in this like music sometimes, but still it's somewhat better. So it just kind of feels like this little escape from the world. And, you know, sometimes we need that. Like it just feels very, very good. And it's very, I've found it's very good for my mental health and my emotional health to be able to unplug and literally no one can contact me or like anything like that because I'm sweating in a box. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that. And I was um, big into infrared saunas when I was in college and, um, and, and the infrared sauna I usually went in was like a, a tube type thing. Like my head was out of it so I could like breathe mm-hmm. normal temperature air. So like if you guys uh, do want to get into something like an infrared sauna, but you have asthma or something like that, definitely talk to the technician and um, yeah. see like your options there. Cause not all saunas are the same. So yeah, just a side note on that. But one thing I did want to mention was I had to stop doing the infrared sauna because of my Lyme and it made my symptoms worse initially because my body couldn't handle the, the detoxification that was happening. Like I was going so often because I loved it. It was just an escape, like you were saying. And, you know, it was good for my body too, of course, but like that 30 minutes of just being within myself and, um, and knowing I'm doing good was great. And, and it drew me to it, but I did have to take a break because um, the infrared is detoxing. And uh, sauna, anytime you sweat, that also mobilizes toxins. So if you do have like an, an infection, I would be a little bit cautious jumping straight into uh, detoxification methods without, you know, employing something like a binder or, um, or even just lowering your inflammation before you hop on binders, before you start detoxing, because priming your body is the best way to get the best results. So just a side note on that, but totally agree. Yeah. I mean, you can take like charcoal, charcoal is a great binder. Um, just make sure you take it away from other supplements because Otherwise, it can kind of bind the supplements. And then what's the point of taking the other supplements? Um, and a lot of people do that. And so I'm curious if you notice a, a increase in your symptoms when you first started doing it, how did you bring it back and then be able to handle it? Like what what changed in order for you to be able to sauna now, I guess? Yeah, no, great question. And, and that's really just going through the... Um, the SIRS process, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, going through that healing journey is what kind of brought me back because I needed to lower inflammation so that I could get on some binders and I needed to go through that. Peptides helped. And then now I can detox a little bit more. Nice. Yeah. Did you have your inflammation markers checked? I'm sure you did. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Super high at first, but much better. Yeah. <laughs> and what I, I'm just curious, what peptides have you have you used? Um, I KPV was um, pretty, pretty great, uh, especially for gut health and just inflammation in general. Um, VIP, of course, that's part of the shoemaker protocol. And that was a, in a, a nasal spray form. So that helps restore the gray matter that 
uh, SIRS and the biotoxins kind of attack. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely recommend kind of an all encompassing approach with any biotoxin illness. Yeah. Yeah. What was your timeline of like that healing journey for you? Oh gosh. Um, it took so long to really nail down, uh, what the issue was. So a couple of years, um, I, I think the majority of the healing was not that long. I mean, people or, or doctors typically say, give them 12 months mm-hmm. to, to be healed on average from SIRS, but you will start seeing some differences and start feeling better, start getting relief from your symptoms a lot sooner than that. Um, especially when you can start tolerating the binder without like too much uptick in symptoms. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I feel like you have to be just so intuitive and like in touch with your body to be able to go through that, to like notice a difference in your symptoms and notice what is triggering what like that. That's really impressive. No. Yeah. Thank you. And I think the, um, one of the big things too about that was chronic thirst. Um, and, and that goes with the low blood pressure and, and antidiuretic hormone issues. Um, because, you know, I was chugging water and it was not staying in me. Um, so yeah, things can change, but yeah, long story short, (laughs) it's a process. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into, other biohacks. So you do yeah. infrared sauna. Do you do any cold plunging or even like PEMF? I, I've not tried PEMF. Yeah, I haven't either. Actually, it's I'm sure I will in the next couple of years. Um, definitely into cold therapy. I actually just got a ice barrel delivered this week. So it's like oh, a cool. massive barrel and it's made out of plastic and it has like little stairs on the side and you fill it with water. And then you like cold plunge into it. So I haven't done it yet, but I will. <laughs> but I, I really do like cold therapy and I prefer natural cold therapy. So like a swim in the ocean or the lake or a river or anything like that is usually what makes me feel best compared to, you know, people are doing like cold showers every single day or ice baths. Like that to me is a little much like I've done it, but I don't know if I would do it all the time. I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's something to be said about doing like natural cold therapy because there's like all of the negative ions outside, there's all of the healthy bacteria um, in the water and like there's just way more benefits that you get compared to just like standing under a cold shower in your bathroom. So, but at the same time, you know, whatever works for you and whatever you have access to. Exactly. Yeah. I used to do, um, I forgot about them until now, actually. I used to do uh, cold water face dunks. So I would like fill a pole with water and ice and just dunk my face in it. Um, Or like I would fill the sink with water and just dunk my face in it. Obviously it was clean, but uh, which was so refreshing and felt so good. So maybe I'll have to bring those back and start doing it again. No, honestly, they, they do feel good. Like you might think, no, that's crazy. Like I'm not putting my face in ice, but it, it does feel really nice. Especially like I used to do it, um, like early in the morning, you know, after getting ready and then priming my face and all that stuff, but it's great. feels really great. And, um, it's like a little cold plunge for your face. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's super good for your skin. I mean, obviously like brings a bunch of blood flow and circulation to the surface. Um, and a lot of people have reported really great benefits from it. I actually heard a podcast recently in a woman who was, I think she's done now, but she was breastfeeding and she was doing a lot of cold showers and having the shower hit her directly, like I guess on her breasts because she had stretch marks there and and different scarring and whatnot. And she was talking about the difference in how quickly it healed compared to 
you know, her friends or other things like that. And because she was doing these cold showers and it just brought so much blood and oxygen and nutrients to the skin that she was able to just heal it a lot faster. So people are using it in all different ways now, which is very, very cool to see. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool about the breastfeeding. Yeah. I had never heard of that. Yeah. That's cool. So do you have any other kind of gold star favorite biohacks before we move into like daily routine type stuff? Yeah. Um, I love red light therapy. I, I've kind of gone back and forth on it. Um, originally when I started doing red light therapy, I was doing like full body panels type of thing, hanging it on the back of my bathroom door and it didn't really work as well because it felt like, how am I going to really add this to my routine every day? I'm just going to stand here and like, how long do I need to be here for? And like the technology wasn't as great. This was a couple of years ago as it is now, but now you have all of these devices that like you charge and then you just use them and they can like wrap on your body or go around your joints or your muscles. And so it's really cool to see stuff like that come out. And I do a lot of red light therapy um, on my ovaries because it's really good for mitochondria and your ovaries are super mitochondria dense. And so, yeah, so that's kind of, and like I'm very much in the hormonal preconception life stage right now. And so I'm very, very interested in like optimizing that part of my life and that part of my health. And yeah, it, I just think like as we change and as our health goals change, we can use these different biohacks in new ways to really get the results that we want. You know, like two years ago, I would have never thought that I'd be sitting at my desk answering emails with a red light therapy device on my ovaries. Like what, you know, but 20 minutes a day and the mitochondria are happy. Like, you know, so it changes. Yeah. And I kind of, I love that. So let's, can we go into that just a little bit more about like um, everything you're doing to kind of optimize this stage in your life and the health goal, the preconception kind of stage? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been tough. Like I, I started really digging into this in the fall of last year. And I started looking around and being like, okay, I don't want a baby right now, but maybe I do in a year from now, like to get pregnant in a year from now. So like, what can I do to like get my body to a point where I feel really good and I feel like I'm healthy enough to be able to get pregnant, carry a pregnancy to full term, have a healthy birth, have a healthy kid, reduce risks of, you know, uh, birth defects of complications during birth, like all these different things. And to be honest, like the data and the information out there is actually not that great. Like there's not a lot of people talking about preconception health in the way that I would like to see. So there's a lot of people talking about fertility, right? So you've been trying for a year and you can't get pregnant. Okay. Do all of these things. And maybe now you'll get pregnant, but that narrative seems very reactive to a problem that is happening. Whereas I would like to be proactive before that is even a concern. So how do I like prime myself and prime my body. And it's honestly, again, it's been so much research and self-education that I've had to do. And so I talk a lot about it actually on my podcast and on Instagram. Um, and the amount of women who ask me, what should I do? I want to get, I want to start trying in six months. Like, what do I do right now? Like, how do I cleanse or detox or reset and what should I be eating? And so I think this summer, I'm spending the summer developing a preconception program for women to go through. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want it to be like a course. I think like courses are kind of like, I think they're kind of going out a bit actually. Um, 
but I want it to be more than just like a book. And so I'm going to develop, or I am developing a program of, you know, depending how much time you have, whether it's three months or a year, let's break it down and like, let's look at what you should be doing or what you can do to optimize this stage in your life. And above and beyond, again, like above and beyond just don't drink alcohol and take a prenatal vitamin. Like what about red light therapy? What about going in the sauna and detoxing? Because when you're pregnant, you can't detox at all. It's very, it's like not like other than the little bit that kind of comes from daily exercise type of thing. Like you, you, you shouldn't be, and you can't really be detoxing when you're pregnant. So like, how do we get you to a stage of you being as healthy as you can before that? So that's what I'm developing now. And where a lot of my focus goes is working on that cleansing, that detoxing, using red light therapy, taking the right supplements, fixing sleep, like thinking about EMF, like every day, if you sit with your laptop on your ovaries or like even for men, right? Like it affects the sperm and that affects like your baby. So yeah, Yeah. there's there's a lot to be said about it. Um, And I wish there was more, I wish there were more holistic programs and books about it, but I, I just haven't really seen it. Let's take a quick break to talk about silver. Silver has an extensive history and has been used for many centuries for a multitude of reasons. Today, silver is available in supplemental form, but many of the products on the market use ionic silver. This is when we run into trouble. Ionic silver can bind to minerals and bioaccumulate within the body. That's why it's so important to source well. And the only company that uses silver soul technology, which is a true colloidal silver, is Silver Biotics. And Silver Soul leaves the body within 24 hours. Silver Biotics has a range of products from skincare to immune support and more. And as you guys know, because of my battle with chronic Lyme disease and SIRS, I'm always interested in optimizing my immune system. So when it comes to my immune system, I use Silver Biotics immune support almost every morning. It has antimicrobial properties and is more effective at lower parts per million than other supplemental silver companies. Because of my personal experience, I reached out and am able to provide a 30% off discount to you guys too. Just go to the shop page on my website or silverbiotics.com and use code Chloe P. All right, let's get back to the show. Yep. No, I agree. Are there any specific supplements, plant medicine, anything like that, that you're kind of diving deeper into for that? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, definitely supplements that can help. And I think, yeah, I... I've been thinking about this a lot because I think, again, you need a very holistic like view even of supplements. Like you should be taking supplements that support your cellular health and your mitochondria. Um, you should also be taking supplements that, you know, balance out your hormones, things like adaptogens, making sure that your B vitamins are at great levels, like all of these different things. Um, but there's a lot of really great supplement companies on the market. Uh, that people can use. I think the best one, and I actually just ordered from them, is called Needed. And it's like, this is needed.com. It's expensive, but it's, I think they're the best probably um, fertility and prenatal brand out there. Okay. Um, And then with plant medicine, like, I don't know, are you referring to like uh, mushrooms and that type of thing? Yeah. 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 So I went on a plant medicine journey, I guess I started last spring. Um, and it's been very eye opening. And I like I microdose. Have you ever microdosed before? No. Okay. So are you in the States? I think you're in the States, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah, I definitely have a, a really good um, recommendation brand for you. But the healing that comes from microdosing is phenomenal and like something that I 
did not did not expect when I started. And yeah, it's it's very profound because the way that mushrooms and psilocybin works in the brain is like it creates new neural connections and new neural pathways. So the way that I describe it to people is like if there's there's a couple different ways. Like if there's a piece of paper and there's a bunch of dots on the piece of paper and your entire life, like you've taken a pencil and you've connected them the same way, what mushrooms do and what psilocybin does is it makes you look at the dots and you actually connect them in a brand new way that you've never thought of before. So it's not like it gives you new information or new dots. It just shows you how things can be connected and related differently. And it's very, very profound uh, when you do it for a long time. So I think I was microdosing, I think I was doing like twice a week for about six months last year. Um, yeah. And just a little bit like, you know, you're not hallucinating. You're, you can still drive. Like it's nothing. It's, it's not enough to really do anything like that. Um, but it's very eye-opening. And if you combine that with therapy, which I recommend to everybody, yep, it can be very healing for like past trauma and things that you've been through um, that probably still impact how you show up today. At least it was for me. And that's what a lot of people report. So I would definitely recommend it if you haven't done any plant medicine yet. Yep. No, I've, I've heard uh, really, really interesting things about it for sure. Yeah. So what we're, we're getting close to the end of the episode. So I wanted to touch on like your daily routine. If you have any kind of staples or like I do this every day, I take this supplement every day or this biohack every day, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So I think something I try to do every single day um, is definitely get outside. I have a two and a half year old golden retriever and he is a lot of work. Um, But I try to walk him outside every morning for an hour. And I notice that the days that I don't do this, I am more irritable throughout the day. I almost have this like energy in my body, not in a good way, like this like frantic energy that needs to get out. Like if I wake up and start working right away, like right onto the laptop, it's no bueno. Like I, it's just not good. So that is a must. Like I get up, water, coffee, grab the dog, put on a podcast and walk outside for an hour. And this is hard, obviously, because when the weather sucks and it's raining, (laughs) it's really shitty, you know? Um, But right now we're getting into summer and the sun is up before 6 a.m. So it's great. And this is like, I think this is how humans are supposed to live. Like, I think we are supposed to wake up with the sun and go to bed with the sun. And we're so far removed from that. Like so many of us don't do that. Um, Like when I hear like my friends, someone was saying the other day, like they wake up and they put the news on and they make coffee. I'm just like, you're just, so you just wake up and you're just stressed right away. Yeah. Because you're listening to the news and it's like noise and visuals and technology just in your face. And I'm like, dude, like that's not the way to do it for your health. Um, so I think for people listening, if they really want to optimize their health and they don't want to buy any big tech, like I'm sure you preach this as well, but going back to basics is the most fundamental thing and will really, really move the needle. Like, yes, one supplement can make you feel energized, but if you don't have your lifestyle figured out, it's not going to really do much at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, Brian Sanders, I interviewed him. Um, he he does like the Food Lies film. I don't know if you've heard of him, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, he he's really, really smart and uh, was a great podcast uh, guest interview. But he liked to bring up the term ancestral hacking, which I love because you know, that that's just what going back to the basics really is. It's 
what did our ancestors do? They woke up with the sun. They went to bed with the sun. They got movement in, um, I mean, the ocean, salt water, minerals, all these biohacks are naturally found in nature, but it's just because modern society kind of puts a little bit of a, a blockade there that we have to em- like embrace some of this technology these days. But yeah. 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 I think it's hard for people to prioritize stuff like that because if you say like, live like the ancestors, you know, like go outside and go for a walk every day for an hour. It's such a boring recommendation. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't sell. It's not sexy. It's not like fun and cool. But the thing is, is like, it actually makes the biggest difference. It makes such a huge difference in your life. Um, And I always listen to podcasts when I go um, just with one headphone in and like wired headphones too. So like no EMF, no Bluetooth. Um, And it's just time for you. And yeah, again, it's such a basic thing, but so many people don't do it. And so I just like repeat it all the time. So maybe people start doing it. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's the first thing I do. I wake up and get some movement in. I mean, I, I much rather start my day with me in mind and finish it with somebody else than vice versa just sets me up for the day. So I agree. Love that. I love that. It's a great. So do you, what's the rest of your day look like? Do you have any kind of nighttime routine, meditation, anything like that? Yeah, definitely. So my nighttime routine is pretty strict at this point. Kind of like we talked about, um, once you figure out how to hack your sleep, it's kind of no going back yeah. <laughs> because you feel so good on it. So um, I have like blackout curtains. I wear my blue blocking glasses about two hours before I go to bed. All of the lights in my apartment go red at night. So there's no blue light. Um, I have, you know, a air purifier that's like a fan from Dyson. It's in my bedroom. And it also has like... Yeah it has a bit of like white noise to it. So it's really nice and like puts me to sleep. Um, And then I open my window for a few hours as well before I go to sleep because it just fills the bedroom with fresh cold air and I sleep so much better. Um, And then I go to bed early. Like I go to bed at nine, lights out, 9.30, 9.45, but I get up at 5.30, 6am. You know what I mean? So like it, it works for me. Um, and no food, ideally no food two hours before. Um, and you also have to be careful with too much water before bed as well, because then you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and that happens a lot to me as well. So yeah, (laughs) I can relate. Yep. Yeah. No, I love that. I love all that. And the, um, air purifier, that's something I think a lot of people forget, but I'm glad you mentioned that because mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference, especially for somebody who does have like a biotoxin illness or, or mold. Yeah. I mean, that can be really a game changer. So yeah. Do you, do you have one? I do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we are almost wrapping up the episode, but I wanted to kind of ask you if you had any last wellness tip or advice for the listeners. Yeah, I think that, oh my gosh, tips or advice. I think trying to be more in tune with your body, I think will be, will make the biggest difference. And I think the way that we can do that is through unplugging and spending time with ourselves, whether it's in a sauna or journaling or meditating. And I really just think like that idea of connecting with yourself and then realizing, okay, this is what I need. Like that is really what's going to set you up for success because maybe you need a walk or maybe you need a really nice workout at the gym, or maybe you need a hot bath. I don't know. But it's being in tune with your body and listening to your body that a lot of us don't do. And I, I think we need to prioritize that more. Yes. Best advice ever is, you know, your body best. So, you know, nobody can tell you how to treat your body except for you. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Perfect way to end the episode. Thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on. And we will see you guys in the very next episode. Amazing. Thank you for having me. This was great. The content provided by the Synthesis of Wellness LLC via its podcast and domain is for informational purposes only and should not be used as medical advice or as a replacement for medical care. The Synthesis of Wellness podcast, synthesisofwellness.com, the Synthesis of Wellness LLC, and Chloe Porter disclaim responsibility from adverse effects resulting from using the content provided. Please seek and consult a licensed physician for your health and medical needs. Furthermore, Chloe Porter and the Synthesis of Wellness podcast are not responsible for the opinions of guests featured on the podcast.